Hey guys, today we are going to hear and talk with Mr. Skyscraper himself, Ken Van Lief, who is from New York City and has an amazing amount of experience about investing in real estate and how to develop a real estate portfolio. And you might first say, well, what about skyscrapers? I'm not going to get into skyscrapers, but real estate and how you actually scale from residential to commercial, maybe even ultimately to skyscrapers, has a lot of similarities that we can all learn from. And Ken is the right guy. He has done it forever. He knows pretty much all the different tips and tricks on what to do. And so let's listen to Ken and his advice about becoming Mr. Skyscraper. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode for the Ideal Investor Show. Today with Mr. Skyscraper, Ken Van Leef. I have to say, Ken, thank you for making time. So welcome to the Ideal Investor Show. Oh, thank you, Axel. It's always a pleasure to you know, add value out there to the listeners. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you to get that right out of the way. I looked a little bit at your website and stuff. And how do you actually get the moniker Mr. Skyscraper? Yes, my skyscraper experience came from you know, literally building skyscrapers in New York City and was very, very fortunate to build over 1,500 units and 3,000 square feet and just real excited to pay that forward, that experience. Yeah, that's really cool. I think I've never had anybody on the show that is building skyscrapers. So thank you again for doing that. But maybe we can dial back a little bit and you can maybe tell a little bit, how did you actually end up getting in real estate and then ultimately skyscrapers and that kind of stuff? Yes. You know, I graduated school as a civil engineer and, you know, after sitting at an engineering board for literally a few months, I realized that this was not something that I was really going to enjoy. I like talking to people. I like getting out there. And the next thing you know, I was building a building at a young age and picked up some experience. And, you know, one thing led to another, you know, my a job that I received at 26 years old was literally building two 33 story buildings on the waterfront of New Jersey, looking out at Manhattan. So wow. that's how it all started. Yeah, that's really cool. So, I mean, when we looked into like the preparation, I checked the website and stuff like that. I don't know if you wrote it or if your team wrote it. They said, I want to speak about the modern wealth building formula. So I think that sounds really interesting. I'm sure our audience, which is mainly people interested in real estate, would probably want to hear what's the modern wealth building formula. It's um it's a formula that I put together and I'll tell you my story. So when I started in civil engineering and then I had a job in construction and I became successful in building, you know, it was hard to go back to engineering. And then I started looking forward at, you know, I really wanted to get into real estate. I didn't know a lot about it. And, you know, because I had to build skyscrapers, I figured if I could build my first project, I'd be able to pay myself, you know, and transition yeah. out of my job. So my first project, was a $17 million assisted living. It was 113 beds. And that's what created the modern wealth building formula. And the modern wealth building formula was essentially at that point, you know, I used other people's experience because I really didn't know what I was doing exactly. So I surrounded myself with people that, you know, were better than me at their skills. And I used other people's money. You know, I had investors come in and I managed that whole process. And that's how it started. 
Okay, yeah, that's really cool. And can you elaborate a little bit when you say bringing in other people and using their expertise? A couple of examples of what you have found, kind of like how a team to build wealth should look like? Yeah, exactly. I believe, you know, the first thing is, you know, you want to be clear on what you want, you know, and essentially if someone wants to get involved in real estate, what I found is, you know, you don't need a very large team, you know, depending on to what level you want to scale your business, because there's a lot of professionals that actually do the work for you that are outside and you don't necessarily have to employ them full time. When you're right. in real estate, you obviously have people finding deals for you and you have you know, brokers that are in the real estate end, you have brokers that are in the finance end. Through your experience in real estate, you'll meet private investors and you really just get that process going. But, you know, I think if you decide that you want to get into real estate, decide whether you want to be passive or active and, and then kind of make some decisions from there. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with that. I mean, one thing that I'm always very proud about and also very grateful about is that the people that come to our Ideal Wealth Grower system and the Ideal Investor journey, they do their due diligence. But one of the fundamental things is that ultimately it becomes a matter of trust. And I would really be interested, especially when you said when you first started, you didn't have a whole lot of your own experience. How did you end up trusting those that helped you to create these properties and How did you develop those trusting relationships going forward? Yeah, you know, it's a process because, you know, when I first started, I coined the phrase dream team. You know, I went into <laughs> an unknown town and, you know, I was like a homeless guy soliciting, you know, they said, Mr. Van Lu, you're not allowed to solicit architects and engineers in the building <laughs> department, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, but I kind of figured out that if you figure out who's on the board before the existing board and you give one guy a call and then the architect recommends the planner and the planner recommends the traffic guy, you know, you can quickly put a team together. And I found that that works, you know, in many, many cases, whether you're investing in multifamily, you know, you can quickly put teams together with boots on the ground at different locations, you know, if you're trying to, you know, do different things and it works out real well, you know, through just I think being genuinely interested in what other people do, you know, and then they're going to have a genuine interest in yourself and, you know, through like anything else, you know, building rapport and working together for, you know, a short time, you know, you begin to trust each other. Yeah, understood. And is there any kind of thing that you have learned that you would be able to share with the audience? How can you motivate people that work with you on a project in a way so they don't try to cut corners? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. One of the things that I did when I was started is, as I said to myself, what are the pitfalls, you know, and how do you avoid them? And, right. you know, I think anybody getting into real estate, you know, don't necessarily think you can do everything yourself, you know, and people want to help you. So I always say investing in yourself is cheap. You should surround yourself with mentors and people that have done it before. So you're not in a situation where you feel like you're reinventing the wheel. And just take the coaching. You know, if someone tells you what to do and they've already done it, give it a shot, you know, and then put your habits in place and become consistent in what you do and you will be successful. Yeah, that's great advice because that's basically what I always recommend to the people that consider working with us as well is to say one thing I can promise you and you can verify it is that the relationships that I have built 
become and have become the foundation into which I can refer you. If you say I want to do a new construction turnkey investment or a new construction short-term rental investment or so forth, I would only say, okay, here are the one or two organizations I work with where I have actually bought from, built with, and so forth. And that doesn't mean that's the only entity you can work with, but at least they know me. If you want to know what the experience was, you get my word, but you also get their word, and then you can verify it. And after you have experienced some of those established relationships, you can go beyond and say, okay, now I want to look what I can do on my own and maybe just have somebody like me or somebody like you can review something to say, okay, do you see any pitfalls? Do you see anything that I might need to consider like yesterday? We had a case like that where one of our mentoring clients said, hey, I got this opportunity here. Look at it. It's a little more than a thousand square feet and they're claiming 1500 a month rent in Kansas City. I said, OK, not in my book. <laughs> and, you know, I don't see anybody paying you that unless it's a loft downtown with like from a skyscraper probably or something. Right. But not a little home somewhere on the outskirts. It just doesn't add up. Right. And that's a matter of experience. So when you say the wealth building formula, what are some of the components that you would point out that you have learned over the years? You know, I really learned that there's many ways to skin a cat. And, you know, it all comes down to no matter what type of real estate you're, you know, you literally have to, you know, find it, you have to fund it and you have to facilitate it. And it really requires discipline and what I always consider is like, you know, a pregame warm up. You need to kind of understand where you are in the lineup and, you know, what you want to do. And, you know, it really comes down to clarity. But the modern wealth building formula, it's a roadmap essentially on how to syndicate any type of real estate, whether it's wholesaling or, you know, fixing and flipping or commercial real estate or real estate development. It shows how, you know, to put the deal together. And one of the components that I always like sharing with people is it has the ability to, it shows you how to pay yourself fees. There's nine different ways to pay yourself fees in real estate development, which is something that I point out. So, you know, I guess the bottom line is if you're getting started and you're not quite sure what to do, you know, it kind of guides you in the right direction. And, you know, it's a good support system moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, I mean, I'm one of those people who actually went maybe the semi-traditional route. You know, I, I've been around, I would estimate, Ken, you've been to when we were still used to going to the bookstore if we wanted to buy a book. And nowadays everybody goes to Amazon. And I thought, well, I do it a little different. I go to Ken's website and actually go through the whole marketing pitch and just give the shipping. So what would you say, what is the preferred way? You rather want to tell people to go to the website or Amazon or what's the best way to get the book? Yeah, you know, on my website, you can get the book for free. There's a small shipping fee, but, you know, I definitely didn't write and the I book. I can attest make... to that. I tried it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I actually did that and it works. Thank you. Yeah. And it really wasn't written to, to make money. You know, I grew up in a very loving family and we never had a lot of money. And then I decided to just put my time in and then you figure out, you know, you have all this knowledge. Now, what do you do with it? So you know, I think right. it's important that, you know, that we contribute forward, that we continue to grow. And, you know, part of my growth is being able to learn, talk to new people. You know the drill. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, one thing that I always encourage people, you know, like I have recently interviewed somebody who wrote a book about cash flow and how you can actually use different recipes to generate cash flow. And I think regardless whether somebody goes to Amazon or they go directly to the website, it's kind of helpful 
after you have reviewed and looked and read the book to go back and actually give a review because a lot of people want to know, okay, what am I getting? You know, and nowadays I think it has become pretty common that, you know, we look at the reviews for pretty much almost any product, any place, restaurant, whatever. And I think we should also do this for books. So with that being said, Ken, we always asked two kind of questions for every guest on our show. And I want to ask those two questions to you as well. So the first one is, if you could meet anybody, like, you know, even past or present, who would that be and why? One guy I always wanted to meet was William Zeckendorf. You know, he did, you know, during the 50s and 60s, more deals than anybody in New York City. And just reading his autobiography, you know, he is somebody that I would have just loved to have been a fly on the wall and watched him in action, you know. And was he in real estate or what did he do? Yes. Zeckendorf was basically controlled New York City, you know, high rises, <laughs> building, yeah. you know, all, all kinds of things, just real wheeler dealer and, you know, someone that I, that I read about and studied, but, you know, never had the chance to meet. Yeah, that would be cool. I can imagine, especially since you're in that same kind of thing, he would probably be interested to hear what came of all the stuff that, you know, was originally put in place. All right. That's really cool. And then the second question is if you had a time machine, Ken, and you could go forward, backward, anywhere you want to, where would you go and why? Ah, good question. Wow, you're throwing some curveballs out there. Um, back <laughs> yeah. in time. Well, you could go forward too, but it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that I wouldn't have mind, you know, I've always liked challenges, you know, and it seems like adversity has been something that has always worked in my favor. But, you know, I would have loved to have been, you know, part of the leaders coming out of, you know, the tough depression and, uh, yeah you know, trying to create our future because, and sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm doing that now, you know, and you know, we, yeah, we, absolutely. One thing real quick, I mentioned earlier, these two questions we asked to everybody, I've actually become quite interested in things like, I don't know if you've ever heard about the book, The Fourth Turning or the most recent book from Ray Dalio about the new world order. I'm kind of curious since you have probably been about around as long as I have. What do you think when you look at the current situation, you know, we have this inflation and crazy interest rate increases and stuff like that. If you had to kind of give your opinion, how things would potentially look like maybe five, seven years in the future, what do you think is going to happen to real estate? Yeah, five to seven years in the future. You know, I think it's going to be a much different picture in the sense, you know, residential will, I think, in my opinion, continue to thrive, you know, just because of the shortages, right. you know, I believe that the landscape, you know, relative to, uh, independent living, assisted living, you know, obviously with the baby boomers being, you know, the large percentage of the population right now, I think is going to, you know, shift a lot of the hospitality into, you know, living. I believe you're going to see similar situations with these retail malls where, you know, they're going to become destinations and, you know, it's not going to be empty stores. You know, they're going to have to recreate and change, you know, the trajectory of what's happening in some of the different markets. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you, Ken. And one thing that I tell, especially the somewhat younger crowd is not to basically get distracted or get the impression that the good times are over and will never come again, right? Just because interest rates are currently jumping pretty crazily um, and prices have jumped up so much. If you really go back and look a little bit over the longer term 
horizon in the back it has always gone up and down maybe not as dramatically at all times but i believe just like you said real estate will remain to be a good place to be in and it has i think it has been one of the few areas where trying to time it in some way has not really benefited anybody very much so i'm with you i think if you can find a well-performing deal, which is what I'm always saying, yeah, you need to study the numbers. You need to look at, is it performing for my constituents and the folks in our team? I always say, as long as it breaks even or has positive cash flow, you're probably on the right track, right? And the rest has basically worked itself out over time. So with that being said, any kind of last words, contact information, how can people get a hold of you? I don't know if they want to build a skyscraper or just tap into your wisdom or talk to you about the book. Yeah. You know, the best way is everything is on my website, kenvanloo.com. We have 45 minute strategy sessions. You know, we, we actually have a financial freedom protocol system. That's the modern wealth building formula, you know, related to residential, you know, and how to get started, how to start your own business, you know, so it's all there. You know, I try to give a lot of free stuff away. So, you know, on the website, we have our 11 millionaire secrets, our 10 golden nuggets, the free book. And then if you want to get in touch with us, you know, just feel free to reach out. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm going to put all that stuff into the show notes and on Spotify and Apple and and wherever the podcast is going to be published so people can find that very easily. I want to thank you again for being here and being a good sport. I know we had some little camera issues, but I think we professionally worked through them. So, and again, I want to really thank you for, for making it happen. No problem, Axel. It was just a pleasure to talk to you. This is the first time I had that uh, camera issue. So um, no, that's good. We will do it again. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Ideal Investor Show. More info and the links we mentioned during the show are in the show notes. Or you can go to our website at idealwealthgrower.com and sign up for the Apple Podcast link. And if you like to talk to me, sign up for a strategy call. Hopefully you want to share what you learned with your network and bring more people in. We are really eager to hear your comments. And until next time, be well, stay safe and ciao.